Welcome to Faith at Work. I'm Carl Grant, and today's podcast will feature the 2002 High Tech Prayer Breakfast in the D.C. metro area where Ron Kaiser was a speaker. What, what I want to do here is I just want to give you a, a, a three, three discoveries that I had in my life, and then I want to have uh, an opportunity just to share with you a few observations about some of the things that I've learned as I've, I've grown in, in my faith. But before I do that, I want to just hit you up with a couple of word phrases. What's the difference between treason and revolution? Success. <laughs> treason plus Treason plus success is revolution. Revolution minus success is treason. And in order for a revolution to be successful, a revolution has to take out the old and put something new in it that works. Another one that I have is, what's the difference between knowledge and belief? Choice. I'm standing here in front of you. I know I'm here. I have already all the information I have to make that observation, and it's a true thing. Choice is what makes belief possible. Because when I don't know that something's true, but I nonetheless choose to act like it's true, I accept it as true, it becomes a belief. The very first time I jumped out of an airplane, I had read a book about the thrill of skydiving, you know, so I had presented knowledge, but I didn't have information given to me about it for my own self. And of course, I chose to believe that it was going to be fun. I followed up with the action, and in fact, it was a very thrilling experience. It's something that's very, very good for me. So... What I want to do with you is share a couple of discoveries that I have had in my lifetime, and hopefully there's something that, that you'll understand, and, and I hope to pray that the Spirit will work in you to tug your heart maybe a little bit in the right direction. Discovery number one, there is a God, it's not me, and I'm going to have to accept that if I'm going to get on with life. You see, I first I figured out I, I'm pretty good here. I'm, I grew up in a Christian environment, uh, and I read a bunch of stuff in the Bible, and I went to high school, and I was a valedictorian in my high school, and I did this, and I did that, and I went to college, and I have degrees in social psychology and accounting, and I, who really needs God? You know, This is the 1960s and 70s with um, the Vietnam War and drugs and free sex, and who needs God? I don't need God. Well, then something happened to me. I had to take a look at this thing called evolution and creation. And evolution says that if it's true, there is no God. And creation says that if it's true, there is a God. And I had to pick and choose with that. So I want to read what I read about evolution. According to evolution, electrical charges discharged violently, violently into a form of primordial ooze, creating life-sustaining amino acids while simultaneously converting into a pH-neutral, ecologically secure, safe, and sound biological environment full of healthy nutrients that supports carbon life forms. Well, if that's true, evolution isn't a fact, it's a belief. And I found out that I had to make a choice between that, that thing and whether or not I believe in evolution or creation. Actually, the world does give you other options. The one option that the world gives you today is that you can ignore the question. I heard an ad in the radio the other day that went something like this. The Audi overhead cam quattro engine has evolved into one of the most fuel-efficient, high-performance engines in existence. That word evolved. Hey, my name's Kaiser, okay? That's not evolution. That's German engineering. <laughs> I know that. And creation is something that's interesting. Creation means making something out of nothing, okay? And if that's true, where did all those sophisticated chemicals come from? 
If it's the Big Bang Theory, well, I'm sorry. That's a belief, too, that I have to understand. So I made a choice. I decided that I was going to choose to believe that there is a God and is a creation. My second discovery, Jesus Christ is real. He actually did live and die and rose again so that I could live again. And this is where it gets personal. I struggle with a lot of relative truths. You know, what's true for you might not be true for me, and I'm okay, and you're okay, and we're all happy together. (laughs) But some truths are absolute. If God created the world, and he had power over the world, and he put us into this world, then wouldn't he at least want to tell us what it is that makes makes him happy? Wouldn't he give us some directions? And I keep getting tugged back to this thing called the Bible. Compare it to a foot race or a road rally. If there was a God, and God created a foot race or a road rally, and he he did not tell you where the starting line was, didn't tell you the rules, didn't tell you the check-in points, and didn't even bother to tell you whether or not where the finish line was, and then you had to win the race in order to avoid the penalty of death, would he be a God worth believing in? So I had to find something that was direct and clear in my life. I needed something that said direct and clear. Well, now here's the personal part. It's the fall of 1990. I was the CFO of the world's first industrial laser manufacturer at the age of 27, and it's now 1998 years later. I'm CFO of a biotechnology company that created the world's first strep, uh, automated strep test kit and the pregnancy test kits. And right after a public merger of this corporation into another subsidiary of a, of a, a foreign-owned pharmaceutical, the CEO and I discovered fraud. We discovered that our company's patent was, was infringing on a patent of one of our biggest competitors. And we told the board of directors about it. And the board of directors told us to shut up and go back to work. Now, interesting story. Here it is 12 years later in Sarbanes-Oxley and all that kind of stuff. But we had a choice we had to make. I had a choice I had to make. If I say nothing, it means the company is going to survive. But if I do that, I'm not telling the truth. And if I'm going to tell the truth, then I have to have a basis for telling the truth. And if I have a basis for telling the truth, and mine happens to be the Bible, then I can't accept just a piece of the convenient parts of the Bible that make sense. I've got to take the whole thing. So I had to choose. And my CEO and I got together. We chose. We wrote a letter to the board of directors, copied it to our auditors and to, our, to the attorneys involved, and the rest is history. So in October of 1990, I get told I'm going to get a promotion. A raise and a bonus. In November of 1990, I'm out of a job, a child, a 17% mortgage, and I'm wondering what's next. And I just made this decision about Jesus Christ taking charge of my life. So I went to church and I prayed. And within a month, I saw an ad in the newspaper that said, Ron, this ad is for you. We need somebody that speaks German. We need somebody that understands the public marketplace. We need somebody who has worked in a laser manufacturing environment, preferably. And within a week, I was working at this company, happily working at one of the best jobs I had in my entire life. God had a plan for me, and I had to put myself in trusting him. And that's that third principle. God loves me. He has a purpose for me in my life. And if I accept his lead, he's going to show this to me in myself and my lives and other things. Since then, a lot of you know my story. Okay, I've been able to be involved in three public companies out here helping take them um, through successful IPOs. And I just wanted to share with you some other observations that I've had along the way. Putting me first, 
doesn't always give me the satisfaction that I would like to have when it comes to satisfaction. There's never enough to make me happy because there's always just one more thing that I could have. On the other hand, when I look at the things of life that are true gifts, love, trust, these are things that are only given to me and bring me great satisfaction when someone gives them to me. Uh, True believers and non-believers are really different once you get to know them. While the world is busy telling me that I need to put myself into a new body, a new car, put my car into a new garage and a new house, God is trying to tell me that I need to put a new me into my body, into my cars, into my house. That doesn't mean that cars and houses are not great things, but my problem is, is I want to have some satisfaction in me, not just my stuff. Another way that I can see the difference between uh, Christians and non-Christians and believers in this world today is by looking at the events of the last several months. We all reacted a year ago to September 11th, and we were very shocked at what happened that time. This past week, few weeks, I watched along with you as the I am God sniper disrupted our lives and put our children in danger. Yet I could see that some of us, while concerned about our children fearful and careful about what we did with them, had this quiet confidence that brought security in the midst of panic. And the reason for that is, I'm here today because God's not finished with me yet. And as long as I know that, I know that he has a plan and a purpose for me. Next is that God has no grandchildren. I'm not going to get to heaven because of what my parents did. I can't get you to heaven and you can't get me to heaven. It's a personal relationship that you have to make choices on yourself. And it was a real interesting thing to say. What you did in the temple, in the mosque, in the synagogue, or in the church doesn't make a bit of difference. It's only the choices that you have that you can make a difference in your life. So if if you feel a little uncomfortable about what I've been talking about here, that's okay with me. My job is to talk to you a little bit about what has made a difference in my life. I can only show you the truths that I've discovered. And it's really interesting because knowledge that's presented to you is not nearly as powerful as knowledge that's discovered. And that's something you have to discover for yourself. You can make choices and you can bring about a little quiet revolution in your heart the same way that I've been fortunate enough blessed to be able to do. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of Faith at Work. We hope you enjoyed it. I'm Carl Grant. Please follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Faith at Work Radio. And for more information on the High Tech Prayer Breakfast, please visit www.hightechprayerbreakfast.org. You have been listening to Faith at Work with Carl Grant. 